you know, a self-care begins with self. Uh, if you're not well, if you're not comfortable within yourself, you can't help anybody else. And when you look at 45, you know, and and if, if you were to figure out, wonder what nar- narcissism is, well, just look at 45, you know. Um, so he's got severe issues with himself. He's a little inferior, scared individual. His father probably created that within him. So what he does is he comes out like a big fucking bully, you know, and he dyes his skin orange and has fucking spent $70,000 on haircuts this term, $70,000 on haircuts. And you're worried about thinning hair. Talk to him, use his hairdresser, you know, cause I'm sure the tax cut he got for you will enable you to afford a $70,000 hairstylist and a comb over like you can't believe. You know? Shit. All right. This is funny, isn't it? I mean, it, it? But here's the scary thing. It's real. Yes. I mean, I didn't pull that $70,000 out of my ass. That's what he spent on hairdressers. <laughs> so, Larry, so let, let's, let's zoom out. Let's rewind. Let, let's yeah. go back to how can we help our listeners identify and get through all this marketing bullshit and learn who these people really are. It, it, I have 50 sources of information that's been provided from other sources, which I will link all these sources into the show notes, but I wanted to go over it and read them out with you and see what you think and what you understand about each source. Welcome to your transformation station. Your transformation station. We're tapping in to surpassing expectations from the most successful people in the modern day and honing in on new foresight, methodologies, and clairvoyance you never knew. This is your transformation station with your host, Greg Favaza. Now let's get into it. to have a definition of success if i could go back there's, there's not many things that i would go back for but what do you do when you lose your purpose it's okay to struggle it's okay that you're not okay i am your host greg favaza together we will go on a journey this show is all about surpassing our internal dialogue rediscovering your true identity Owning new foresight. We have a chance to make the world a better place for our children. Start living in the example today and become your future self tomorrow. If you can leave our viewers with some good advice to follow, what would you let them know? These things that you're afraid to do, go do them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your transformation station. I am your host, your one and only Greg Favaza. You are just tuning in to your transformation station. For those that have subscribed to your transformation station, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you for tuning in again, staying relevant, staying consistent like I need to do with y'all. I'm working at that. I will be there. I will be supreme. I will be their deluxe. I will be there for you when you need me. For those that have just walked in, 
Welcome. Take off your coat. Fucking turn up the music and sit down. You're going to want to listen to this hour episode. This is an interesting, hilarious fucking, it's going to make you lose your hair. Because that's what reality is. It sets in. It's not a midlife crisis. It's just time and genetics. For those that are just tuning in after today, I'm going to have you one over. Also, email me at yourtransformationpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what I can do for you. If you want to be on the show, let me know. And check out our social media platforms. All ending in YTS, the podcast from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, the works. You know, you know where to go. I gave you the information. Hope to see you there. Now let's get into today's episode. We're tapping in to surpassing expectations from the most successful people in the modern day and honing in on new foresight, methodologies, and clairvoyance you never knew. This is your Transformation Station with your host, Greg Favaza. Okie doke. How goes it? Just uh, crazy and busy. How about you? Oh, yeah. You know exactly. It's exactly the same thing with this fucking thinning hair problem. I don't know. You know, It's some, it's some nasty shit. So well, it's, um. You know, you kind of get used to it. I haven't actually shaved my head in about three or four days. I've been a recluse, and I've got wild strands of beard coming out. Mm-hmm. I guess I had a button up so nobody sees my cleavage. Oh, I don't have cleavage. <laughs> Damn. I, it's, I'm sorry. I just can't look at myself right now. I'd, it's something to get used to. It really is. You can always get, like, a helmet or a wig mm. or... If, now, here's something to think about. Just accept it. But, like, when you do these things, mm-hmm. stand on your head and just reverse everything, make it upside down, do your show on your head. Nobody mm-hmm. can see if you have hair or not. This is and how many other hosts stand on their head? Fucking, I don't really know anybody that can do that. Three. Three is the answer. You know, three. <laughs> Oh, is that you? Are we counting you as one of them? Well, that would be four. No, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, so I was looking at, um, <clears throat> I want to try one of these meal delivery services, uh, you know, from online, like every plate. Oh, Blue Apron. Okay, so uh, have you done that? I've done the Blue Apron. That shit's like good. It? Yeah. A little pricey, but it, it is fantastic, actually. And so is everything all prepared and all you do is like heat it up? You just open the box and it's just like, it's like everything's all individually packaged, fresh, everything. If it requires half an apple, there's a fucking apple in there. Just a half. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. I think the oxidation will actually dry that fucker out. Yeah, no. But it has everything in there. Like where you just rip it apart, throw it, toss everything away and it's good to go. Wow, that's pretty good. Always something different every week. It's nothing repetitive. And you don't have to tell them what to send. I mean, they send based on some some, recipe. Yeah. 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 Everything's all by the. Can you wear a blue apron when you prepare and or eat it? You can if you want to go the extra mile and make it more. 
little authentic. Yes, exactly. No, so I actually I was looking into my hair issue and I noticed it was from all the fucking vaping that I was doing. Mm. So I looked into it and dug and dug and then there's been so much research that well, they said there's no connection, but there's been a ton of reports from people saying that there's hair loss that's connected with vaping, uh, being lethargic, uh, this nasty dried out feeling in their mouth, just a lot of shit that I can relate to. And uh, so I just stopped just completely. Well, um, you know, I, I've, I have read that there are mixed school thought relative to some of the things, uh, not necessarily uh, positive things that are byproducts of vaping. But I would think if you vaped CBD in combination with THC that, um, you know, you got some healthful benefits there and that should, you know, offset any negative benefits. And are, you, are you a hippie, Larry? Oh, yeah. yeah. From way back when. Yeah. I feel like you're high right now. Are you fucking high, Larry? No, no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I'm still trying to recover from last night. Uh, yeah. debate. Last night. Yeah. The debate. Oh, God, nobody cares about that garbage. Well, and it's a shame that they don't, you know, it's a shame that they don't. But those who didn't watch it, I'm sure are, you know, in far better situation than those of us that actually watched uh, perhaps one of the largest debacles in contemporary history. Go on. Tell, Tell the audience what you taken away from this debacle. Uh that, that our country is in a really precarious position with no leadership uh, and and nobody really cares. The debate, nobody, everybody knew that the debate was not going to change any voters' minds. I, I mean, those who support 45, regardless of the debate, are going to support 45. Those who don't support 45 will vote for Biden or write in a candidate or anything. The people that haven't made up their mind yet still haven't made up their mind yet. Uh, But if those people who watched 45's performance last night, in his total disrespect for the whole concept of debate, in the way he just talked over Chris Wallace, um, Certainly, if I was Biden, I would say I'm not going to do a second debate with this fucking maniac, you know, unless the moderator has the ability to turn his microphone off. Trump never stopped talking. Excuse me for saying that name in vain. 45 never stopped talking. I'll be sure to edit that out. He just, yeah, please do. it, it, It was, and you know, here's. Regardless of your political stance, mm-hmm. regardless of, of who you support and who you don't, the rest of the world that watched the president speak and like he did last night, I have to tell you, there, there is no country except maybe North Korea that has any respect for the United States at all. It, it, it was disgusting, to say the least. You know, anyway, enough about that. What is interesting is the fact that 
I, I am not surprised by the behavior that you're telling me. So how did that become the norm in the first place? That's a good question. How, how you know, 30, 40% of our population could feel that that <laughs> fat, orange, you know, re- reality television star uh, could be a leader and a leader for the working guy when this guy's never worked a day in his life. You know, his dad gave him millions to start a business with. His businesses, six different occasions of his incredible business acumen, he had to file bankruptcy for six of his businesses. In the year 2016 and 2017, he paid a total of $1,500 of income tax, federal income tax. Okay, $750, $750 in 2016. Seven hundred and fifty dollars in two thousand seventeen. Yes, everybody takes advantage of the the tax code, but when he stands there and tells the working people, the people that probably are going to get evicted from their homes next month because of the pandemic, that he thinks China sent us the plague and he has no responsibility. He has no responsibility for the plague. He has a hundred percent responsibility for how he has led the country through the plague or the China flu or the Kung flu, as he calls it. You know, I, 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 I don't, I am I'm just baffled by people of reasonable intelligence that think he brings anything to the table. He's brought nothing to the table. He's just made a mockery of our democracy. So Larry, can I ask you this? I'm sure this probably never even came across your mind because it might just come off as just benign. But do you think you have, do you think you're jealous of 45? Do you wish you were in his place? No. That he could get away with so much? No. Not at all. Not in a New York minute. (laughs) He's the most disgusting human being that I think I've ever known of. I fortunately don't know the man. I just know of him, obviously, as those that don't know him know of him. But when our highest military leaders, you know, speak of of the man as they speak of the man and have to resign because they can't put up with his bullshit, because he won't listen to the generals, he won't listen to the scientists, you know, he listens to himself because he's the smartest guy around. He's the richest guy around. He's the most successful guy around, according to him. And 30 or 40% of the American population. But it's definitely interesting is that outlook that he has. Look where it got him. I'm sorry. The outlook that 45 has from where he was at to where he is now. I mean fucking president of the United States. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that perception is, definitely got him somewhere. Well, I, I think there's a couple things that got him to where he was. I mean, not got him to where he was, but got him elected. One, the traditional Republicans, you know, they wanted overturn Roe versus Wade, uh, and they want to make sure that they can end uh, 
the Affordable Health Care Act. So in order to do that, they need to put forth somebody that can get elected, somebody that's totally different than them, you know, than the political, the old political shit, and uh, knowing that he'll have at least one, if not three, Supreme Court justice appointees during four to eight years in office. So they knew he was so different that the 30 to 40 percent of the imbeciles in the United States, um, and I really, at this point, I have to call them imbeciles because no person that, that, you know, has a higher critical thinking process than an imbecile would would vote for him this term. They may have vote, voted for him last term, but not this term. Not actually really seeing how he is as a president. You know, it, he's more despicable as a president than he was as a candidate. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the short answer, I think, is the Republicans needed somebody that was so different, so obtuse to the the political neighborhood and political protocol and just basic respect uh, of your fellow human that it, it would be a change. After eight years of Obama, uh, who Trump led the you know, the, the, the fight that Obama wasn't born in the United States before he was ever involved in politics. Um, you know, if you look at Trump's history, he has, he's never done anything. I mean, his dad loaned him millions. He blew the millions. You know, he made 400 and some odd million dollars as the host on The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yet, from the years 2000, uh, 2000, I want to say 12, I might be off a couple of years, through uh, 2016, he paid no federal income taxes. In fact, he received a $73 million refund, okay, because of his businesses failed so much. His businesses didn't make money. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got a refund. His businesses continued to lose money. Year after year after year. How much in federal income tax, and you don't have to answer this, but how much in federal income tax do you remember paying in in the last five years, just an average? And I will tell you, more than likely, it's more than $750. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing. It doesn't matter. I'm just guessing. Because fucking teachers... That bust their ass and make $32,000 or whatever the fuck they make. Mm-hmm. You know, they pay five, six, seven thousand $7,000 in federal income taxes. Warren Buffett pays a lot in federal income tax. Proportionately, not like he should. And he's admitted that us billionaires, we don't pay our fair share. Mm-hmm. But nobody pays as little as forty-five. And he's working for the working guy. He loves law enforcement. He loves the military, really. But he won't spend any money to support him, any money out of his own pocket, because he's smart by paying as little income tax as possible. And that may or may not be correct. But as leader of the country, to say, you know, yes, take advantage of every law, minimize the amount of income taxes you pay, 
And let's see how strong the federal government really is. Let's see how much money is left over to pay military or pay for law enforcement or to pay for public education. Where does he think that money comes from? Does he think China pays it in the way of tariffs? Because he believes China pays tariffs on his crazy fucking trade deal. Okay, let's let's zoom out real quick. First off, I had I got some questions. Roe versus Wade. What the fuck is that? And you're telling me 30 to 40% of these imbeciles that voted for him. I mean, we might be looking at a higher percentage from what you're telling me. And then three, where is this money going? I mean, is there a bigger picture that you didn't look at because you're that you're letting your emotions from his past experiences affect you. The way I see somebody is what are they doing now? Is he taking this money and is he applying it to this huge fucking debt that we have? He's created the largest deficit in the history of our country. So I'm guessing the answer to that question is no. (laughs) Secondly, what I'll tell you is I don't look at his past. I don't need to look at what he's doing today. Last night, when asked specifically by Chris Wallace, will you condemn white supremacy? He asked him three times, and he refused to do it. So if he's in favor of white supremacy, you know, it it wipes out any good, which he hasn't done any good. He thinks he created the strongest economy ever. Well, first of all, he inherited that strong climbing economy. Secondly, you and I, well, I don't know about you, but the working guy, the working guy doesn't really give a shit about the stock market. It doesn't pay his grocery bill or his rent. And if he has a 401k, it's, it's meaningless in the scope of things. He has no control over the stock market. Mm -hmm. Only institutional investors do, you know, you know, I, I mean, your first question uh, was, I forgot because I didn't address that. And that was a very good question. Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade. So many, many years ago, there was a lady that wanted to have an abortion and mm-hmm. found out, you know, it was against the law. And so the short wrap up is Roe, Roe versus Wade enabled pro-choice throughout the country mm-hmm. to for the Supreme Court said, yeah, let's see. The womb is inside the woman's body and the embryos inside of the woman's womb. Who should really have the choice what to do with it within certain parameters? Within, mm-hmm. Like during the first trimester of mm-hmm. the pregnancy, it's okay to have an abortion if this, this, and this takes place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... The conservative Republicans feel that a woman should not have uh, governance over her own body, like you and I do, mm-hmm. okay? We can do anything we want with our bodies. Yes. Women can't if Roe versus Wade is overturned. And that's what they're trying to do? Sure. Abortion's a huge issue. That's the only reason I believe the evangelicals support Trump is because they're pro-life. What the fuck? Evangelicals? Sounds like a cult. (laughs) It's a religious group. I'm not going to 
It sure sounds like a cult, just even the name of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's for everybody to determine on their own. It, it, it's a, a group of, of Christians, um, you know, just like Protestants and, and, and Catholics and, you know. Yeah, it's all cult-like stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's just one of uh, yet another group. Um, some say perhaps radical. I, I don't necessarily. But, they, you know, again, when you look at Trump, oh, shoot, when you look at 45 and uh, the things he says, like, you, you know, when he was caught on live mic in 2016 talking to some entertainment talk show host on the back of a bus and says, yeah, you know, when you're famous, you can do anything you want with these women. You can even grab them by their pussies. I mean, that's, that's not me. That, that was his voice on, no, this is what, what is now the president of the United States said the year he was elected or, you know, the, that his first campaign year, 2016. Um, yeah, well, that was the year I guess he was elected. Yes. You know, and so when he talks like that, when he won't put down white supremacy, you know, when he won't condemn white supremacy, I mean, how Christian-like is that? You know, how Christian-like is he? So how, you know, the only way an evangelical or a person that believes in God, when, when he did that photo op, Greg, when he did that photo op, yeah. Um, in front of the, the St. John's Church in Washington, D.C., the Bible that he grabbed, he held upside down. He's never held a Bible in his hand other than put his hand on top of it when he was sworn into office. He, he was holding the Bible upside down. Oh, and one of the reporters Jesus. said, Mr. President, is that your Bible? And he looked at it and he goes, it's a Bible. Of course it's not his Bible. First of all, he doesn't read. He just watches, you know, television. Is that opinion, though, or fact? Do, do well, you know for 100% he doesn't read? Well, I, I'm sure. Children's books. I mean, there's multiple kind of books. That yeah, can... I, I, he's not a reader. Let me put it that way. It, it, you know, most presidents of the United States, most leaders read a bunch of shit every day. What he do you, won't what... even read. He doesn't even read his daily briefing. But do you think he he read tax law because that's no. I mean, what he no. did? did he no, he paid money? somebody. He might have read a yellow page ad. I don't know if you know what yellow pages are. <clears throat> oh no, <laughs> I definitely. Do. <laughs> okay, so he found an attorney in the yellow pages, a shyster attorney, that you know would make sure he gets the most taxes. You know, pays the least taxes. You know, that's what he did. You know, he he's so bad of a businessman. How bad of a businessman is he, you ask? I know that's a question in the back of your head. He couldn't make he couldn't make a casino make money. How can a casino go bankrupt? He was probably skimming money every night. That's the only way. Oh my god, a, a second grader could make money in a casino, you know? <laughs> so, and he's a great businessman, please. The greatest businessman ever. The art of the deal. Here, come to my university. I'll show you how to fuck people. That's what I do. Well, I I don't want to read any of that nonsense. I, I anything that's just attached to just biases. No, that's that's nasty him. media attention. I no, just try to avoid no, that. It's a fact, Greg. A fact is, you know, bankruptcies are public notice. You know, yes. you, you can go see any bankruptcy you want. These are real. 
his his Atlantic City casino, the Taj Mahal, went bankrupt. He mm -hmm. bankrupted it. And so all the working guys that helped build and remodel that, the guys like you and me, that send him an invoice and expect to get paid, when he got all those, he goes, fuck, I'm not going to pay these guys. I'm going to take advantage of the federal bankruptcy law and fuck them out of their money so I don't have to give up any of the money that I've skimmed and put in my pocket. Hmm. Done it six times. Abraham Lincoln didn't do it six times. I think he only went bankrupt three times. You know? See, I, if you would have asked me, I would have said five because... Could be five. But he never set, put himself up as a big businessman either. No. You know? Oh, but definitely a great leader with... Definitely a great leader. But to put, to put men like Abraham Lincoln in the same fucking universe is 45 yeah no oh my god what disservice it pays to those types of leaders yes you know I, you brought up some good points on just information that i'm not aware of about this individual said individual that we're going through and it makes me want to share with my listener with our listeners here as far as information that i have that can help you guys docs government individuals. I have over 50 different resources that you can apply that you can track down and find out information that is open to the general public about a government figure. And I'm trying to locate that now in my notes, wherever I put it. You should see how many fucking folders on folders on folders of shit I have. It's, it's outrageous and I love it. There you are. Boom. I'm pulling that up right now. So that's going to be helpful for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Just, I, I have no, I'm not leaning towards being pro or against with who we are talking about. Honestly, I'm completely dissociative towards this experience right now about this individual because the way society is gravitating towards it being acceptable one, it's not acceptable on how we look at our political system and how things are going. It's just fucking unacceptable. But by me getting mad, what is that going to do about it? All I know is I have to control my outlook. And that's what we all need to be doing is, is controlling that and not letting our emotions because then that gives those individuals more power. We need to be focusing our attention on the smaller figures. And when I say that, I mean the, the, the mayors the chief of police, those people. We need to apply our efforts towards those people on who takes office at that level. And then if we put the right people at that level in, then it will start to climb with the people who's going to be in charge. But the and that, That's an excellent point. And you are 100% correct. And, and again, I certainly, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm emotional about it because after being on this planet for 70 years and, you know, having lived through, I don't know, mm -hmm. seven or eight, nine presidents, yes, uh, real leaders, even the ones I didn't like, it doesn't matter whether I like them or not. If, if you got a good leader, that doesn't mean everybody likes them. Nobody cares if you like them or not. Mm -hmm. But 
again, like we had a discussion, I don't know, a few episodes ago about uh, qualities of a leader. Yes. And, you know, of the top five or 10 qualities of a leader, regardless of what source you use, 45 might hit one or two, but that's it. So at best, maybe 20% of those, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, five or 10 qualities, characteristics of, of, of a leader. Uh, and especially if you compare what the military looks at as far as leadership to, to 45, I, I mean, it, again, it, it's despicable. It's despicable that our commander in chief, commander in chief lacks those leadership qualities that actually is the boss of the highest ranking military. He sits above them in the hierarchy. Yet he had a doctor fake his bone spurs so he could dodge the draft in Vietnam. And yet he calls POWs and McCain and people that lost their lives in serving their country losers. That's a fact. You know, they've got him on tape. And those guys are losers. And, of course, he said that during the, the election of 2016 relative to McCain. He was a loser because he was captured and spent, I think, six years as a POW in Vietnam Mm -hmm. in a fucking bamboo cage. He's a leader or a loser, according to 45. That's the guy who is the boss of all the military. I I mean, there's some some real irony there. Yes. You definitely found one of my uh, soft spots, Larry. That's for sure. No, well, and I'm not trying to. I'm just the some of the. I mean, the, some of these facts I share with you are laced in my emotion. Mm-hmm. I 100. percent They're laced in my bias. 100. percent Yes. But at the bottom are those facts, and, and you can't dispute them. I mean, they are what they are. How you perceive them, and what they mean to you, you know, that's all personal. I get that, but. But what you said is absolutely correct. Number one, one, we have to be involved at the local level. And mm-hmm. then that's how you build your coalitions all the way up to, to federal. But more important, or the, the foundation of that, is voting. Yes. Okay. I voted in person. In-person absentee voting is what I did. So I went down to the election board and stood in line with many other people um, so that I know my vote was cast and will be counted. Um, well, how do we get, first off, how do we get a call to action to vote? Because right now I don't want to, because I know the, that my vote's going to go to some fucking lender and then he's going to make the decision. So I know my fucking vote don't even matter. But it does. Every awesome. vote matters, especially today, especially in this election. Every vote matters. Explain it to me and then the other people that have a similar mindset to mine. And, and I know there's many that have that mindset. And, and part of, keep in mind, part of that mindset has been created by 45. He doesn't want some of these undecided people to vote. All, all he needs is his 30 or 40%. You know, he didn't win the popular election last election. And regardless of what happens this time, he's not going to have any more of the popular election than he did last time. But his 30 to 40% of the population that actually voted for him happens to be strategically located in the right states relative to the electoral college. 
And that's ultimately who will determine who the president is. But those are the, that's why at the grassroots, the grassroot end, that's where you can designate, you know, vote for the people that are going to represent you and in, in your locale, if you will, in the electoral college voting for the president. But also remember when you're voting, when you talk about the getting involved with your mayor and the police chief, the, the only way you can have any input there, if you don't run yourself, is to vote at the local elections. Mm-hmm. And then you'll want to support the states. And, and then you'll want to support ultimately what happens in the federal government. But you're, that's mm-hmm. what our democracy, what democracy in general, but certainly our democracy, is founded on. That we each get one vote. You know? And it's, we've been doing it 250 years. We're still not there. We still don't have perfection. We never will. I mean, that's the challenge of a democracy like ours. And there isn't another democracy like ours in the world. You know, yeah. England is a, parliament, a parliamentary government, as is Japan, Germany, and France, and Canada. Yes. Okay? They, they, their democracy is not built like ours is. There's not that three tiers of government. Um, and the most critical part of any democracy, though, is each individual voting. That's the only way your voice can be heard. I mean, we can yell and scream at the top of our lungs on top of the Sears Tower, Empire State Building, or wherever. But to see the problem, though, is that we see all these fucking commercials, media about this person is this way, that person's that way. What you told me about last night, it sounds like a shit show. And if that's what the media is playing, why the fuck do I care about who takes office? Because who is the bad individual? The person that's trying to make the person bad or the person that's said to be bad? Because right now, I don't know bad what people f- bad. Yeah. Bad people are bad. So the, no. it's at this point, I don't, I don't know who to even look at other than like, I just want to work on myself and not focus on these fucking individuals. And that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, our self-care, <laughs> there's no question about it. But, you know, once you start moving up, Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs. Yes. Okay. And you get above shelter and you get, you know, above taking care of yourself. When you get to self self actualization, yes, I agree. So you get up there and and that's all there is, is, is these esoteric things like our democracy, our, our country taking care of your, your really our job, I believe, as individuals, as human beings, you know, because I am semi-spiritual, is to take care of our neighbor, take care of our brother, um, especially take care of those that can't take care of themselves. Uh, but first of all, we have to take care of ourselves first. Charity true. begins at home. You know, a self-care begins with self. Uh, <laughs> if you're not well, if you're not comfortable within yourself, you can't help anybody else. And when you look at 45, you know, and, and if, if you were to figure out, wonder what nar- narcissism is, well, just look at 45, you know. Um, so he's got severe issues with himself. He's a little inferior, scared individual. His father probably created that within him. So what he does is he comes out like a big fucking bully. 
you know, and he dyes his skin orange and has fucking spent $70,000 on haircuts this term, $70,000 on haircuts. And you're worried about thinning hair. Talk to him, use his hairdresser, you know, because I'm sure the tax cut he got for you will enable you to afford a $70,000 hairstylist and a comb over like you can't believe. You know? Shit. All right. This is funny, isn't it? I mean, it, it? But here's the scary thing. It's real. Yes. I mean, I didn't pull that $70,000 out of my ass. That's what he spent on hairdressers. <laughs> so, Larry, so let, let's, let's zoom out. Let's rewind. Let, let's yeah. go back to how can we help our listeners identify and get through all this marketing bullshit and learn who these people really are. It, it, I have 50 sources of information that's been provided from other sources, which I will link all these sources into the show notes, but I wanted to go over it and read them out with you and see what you think and what you understand about each source. So the first source right here, I have the FOIA log. I have, I, I'm going to assume federal office institution association. I don't, I don't know, but it's most government agencies keep a log of all their public records requests. These logs are sometimes online, but usually have to be requested through the federal or state public records law. And I have the, what is this? I have their, the story of it. I have all this description, the information that you need and links to get more information. The next one is record retention schedule. Most states and local governments have a document detailing how long they must hold on to documents. The document in turn provides a good window into all the different types of documents each agency produces. I have that. Uh, Next is a master list of forms. Want to know what the data, the info of agency keeps? You follow this. It's with uh, NASA, all their uh, huge little hub of files. I have a record layouts. It's data dictionary. What information is the agency's database? What does codes mean? Those should all be explained in documentation, which they, I have provided. I have manuals, policies, and guidelines. Oh, this will probably be really good for me to start learning. It's important to know how agencies collect information and what rules to follow. Figure that out. It's worth requesting the agency's manuals, which I provided that here. Uh, rejected license plates. States keep a list of both the vanity and uh, license plates that approved and the ones that were rejected. I have that. Uh, traffic, parking tickets, lottery payments, animal control reports, records, uh, roadkill and wildlife records. I have... Wow cell phone bills, text messages. This is interesting. In most states, text messages are public records when related to government businesses. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah, these resources that you're, you're listing, that you've gathered together, um, wh- where does, I mean, is there a place where you make these available to your listeners? Because, I mean, this is invaluable stuff. Yes, Yes, I will put this on the show notes where everybody can get this. This is what collected information from other sources. So I will link those sources as well. It's going to be a bitch to put it together, but I will make it happen for everybody. 
Um, I can keep going down the list. We have consumer complaint logs, 911 uh, records, uh, recordings, and transcripts, emails, emails to government agencies, of course. They, and, and this is what, Greg, what I believe, this, these resources that you're, you're listing and discussing right now, mm -hmm. these are incredible resources. These are what you use to verify confirm or you can't verify if it's not verifiable mm -hmm. from what media says if you want to follow up is that fact or fiction we already know we already know all media is bias on one side or the other yes there, there's i don't think today you'll find any media that doesn't have a bias there are some i, I mean less than a handful of media that I'm aware of that tends to play as hard as they can middle of the road, but you still know who they're owned by or what their lean is. So even those sources are biased. So when you hear what seems like a fact, you have to verify it. And that's where everything goes uh, catawamp, if you will. Mm -hmm. that, that we, most people, unless you're a news junkie, won't take the time to verify anything that's said by their favorite media. Yes. And everybody has their favorite media because they listen to that most of the time, if not all the time, because their media reports shit like they like to hear it. It meets with their thoughts and their opinions. And that is a problem uh, yeah. with people that do that because you're only cherry picking information that supports your own mindset and that means it's you have a flawed mindset you yeah. haven't developed self-awareness to challenge the information that's been given to you and what you're referring to is paltering with information that's being presented in a way to persuade us and that's based off the context and also the wording the emphasis the tonality the delivery and our own perceptions on what we hear versus what actually was actually said. I just said actually twice, now three times explaining it. It's actually okay. <clears throat> but um, I'm going to keep going down the list. I want to make sure I get them all out in the air so we yep. have nothing. Um, where do we go? We have meeting agenda packets for public meetings, browser history. We have calendars. Again, this is all for government figures, mm -hmm. anything within government, government purchasing data and or vendors. Most states and agencies keep a list, multiple lists of the purchases that they make and also a separate list of the approved vendors. Uh, government contracts. We have payroll records, check registers, uh, records of settlements, payments by government, Employment roster of government employers, employment contracts, code enforcement violation, food inspection records, workplace safety records, uh, capita record of children who died from, like it doesn't even tell me. This is just a sad thing to read out there. Uh, we have discrimination, employment complaints, internal affairs, FBI files, police incident reports, dash cams, state licensing, school violence, testing irregularities and cheating, uh, 
list of businesses that received aid reports filed by companies. Um, Warren, Warren reports. Oh, was that? Okay. And it just keeps going. Military yeah. service, property, water bills, and aircraft and flight records. Everything. There's a lot of information available to the public. And it really, if it's not available online, and much of it is, that that's not available online, there's protocol on how you go about requesting and receiving it. And there, there are websites that will uh, gather these documents and put them on their website. And they're actual copies of the documents that you would have to take time to go and mail and request. Mm -hmm. And these people just go ahead and publish it for you on their website. And again, if they're authoritative websites, they're going to have the actual copy of the document. They didn't doctor it up. Most people wouldn't dare do that. That would be a federal crime if it's a federal document or a state crime if it was a state document. But the, the really about the, the news media and stuff, that's what, what's really important is recognize people who just watch one news source. It, it, here's, it, again, being a news junkie, I watch multiple news sources from extreme right news bias like OAN to extreme left uh, bias like maybe MSNBC, maybe CNN. CNN's really pretty much as bias left as Fox is bias right. But when you watch an identical, when, when you watch a show on, on CNN about a particular event and then watch it on Fox, you would think you're actually hearing news of two different events. That's how different it's reported. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you can't just watch your favorite one that makes you feel really good. You got to go over to watch the other side to see what those people are, are learning and hearing and believing. And somewhere in between, the truth may lie. It may not. But generally, somewhere in between the left and the right is the center or close to the center and close to fact. I sure hope my uh, microphone is not echoing. That was weird. Did you hear that echo through? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I just said yes and then it just echoed like yes yes like oh what the yeah, fuck yeah. okay no i i didn't hear anything but okay. i you know I, when i'm on my rants i can't hear much of anything. yeah that's an old person thing fortunately yeah, yeah well if i turn my ear okay. do, you re- do you really you got some you got some hearing aids in there larry no i just have wax and are you are you going to eventually get some yeah i i, I you know i've tried two that i don't like uh and i'm I'm, there's one other one I want to try. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep saying, what? What? Yes. Say what? What did you say? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you speak a little louder? You know. I'm trying to picture you with your girlfriend and when you guys are actually having sex. Are you going to take out the hearing aids? Or, are you, or will you turn them up so you can hear what's actually going on when you guys no, are No, she's like, a screamer. I have to take hearing aids out, you know. Fortunately, you know, we, we only have sex in my soundproof sound booth, you know, because I don't want neighbors, like, calling the police. God, there's something going on, you know. I, I mean, the, the roof shakes, screams, you know, weird animal-like sounds. And that's all from me. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I can't even hear what she does. Um, but no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would keep my, if I had hearing aids, I would keep them in. 
if they're all in the canal. Otherwise, they'd get torn off, you know, I guess. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, somebody will put me down before I get hearing aids, you know. Oh, my God. My face is fucking hurting. I haven't, I haven't smiled like this in a while. This is definitely something I needed. It's good to, to smile every now and then. Is to uh, <clears throat> make fun of your, make you an impurity to the impurity complex. Something like that. Yeah, it, you know, I uh, I guess, <laughs> bless my parents, they uh, raised me feeling confident and sure of myself. And part of that may have made me an asshole. I don't know. People have told me I'm an asshole. So uh, I just try to, I really do try to be kind. I, and in, in all due respect, in, in as large a way as I can, I even try to be kind to 45. But when he keeps slapping you down, it's just really hard to, you know, keep the part of the Old Testament says you turn your other cheek. And then the other part of the Old Testament says, yeah, you better grab your staff and go protect yourself and your friends against the enemy. So um, I'm not sure which they want us to do. But when it comes to 45 and it comes to political stuff today, the best way, the only real way, unless you're, you have tons of money the only real way you can have any influence is to be involved from the grassroots level like you said start locally mm-hmm. but it requires a vote ultimately like i said unless you have a lot of money and just you know you 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 buy your influence you know you have lobbyists that fight for your shit you contribute massive amounts of money that get the people elected that you want elected um so if you can't if you don't if you don't have all that kind of money, the only other way you get a real voice is to vote. Because um, most of us can't even get a, you know, an opt-ed published anywhere because we're not celebrities. No. So, I mean, it used to be when there were newspapers locally and people actually read newspapers that, you know, the, the normal working Joe on the block, you know, could send in an editorial letter to the Kansas City Star, St. Louis Dispatch, or, you know, Tuscaloosa Gazette, whatever, and get their shit published. Um, now, of course, we have the internet, so we can all let our opinions be known. But the only opinion that really counts is when you go, I hate to say it, when you go to the polls and cast your vote. You know, ultimately, it's worked for 250 years. I'm not saying that's why it should work tomorrow. But if we don't vote, if we don't have the right to vote, do you want to live in a country like Russia where you vote, but it doesn't matter? Guess who the president's going to be next year, next election mm-hmm. in an authoritative, dictatorial government? You, you know, said it's worked for 250 plus years. What, are you, what, what has worked? The, our system of voting? Our democracy, yeah, which is based on one vote, one man. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like there's something more to do with the electoral college as far as the system itself. I believe it's flawed. I don't. There's a lot of people that believe that way. And if so, you need to to make your voice heard and you start by working at the grassroots level and voting. You can vote. You can actually vote the electoral college out. You can vote. You, you do get to vote for your electoral representatives, mm-hmm. you know, 
Interesting. Um, link so you have that going notes. for you. But again, if if in a lot of people say, you know, shouldn't we actually decide not the electoral college? Well, again, you know, remember when the electoral college was established, it was way before the internet. It was way before electricity. It was way before the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. So when Abraham Lincoln was given a speech in Gettysburg, it'd take you four days to find out about it, you know, in Dodge City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. So there was just a group of people that kind of followed the campaign around and, you know, were educated and could look at and analyze um, policy. And the people, you know, the populace back then voted for those electoral college representatives, for lack of a better word, that they that their job was to pay attention to what's going on you guys voted for me to represent you in the electoral college and cast my vote, cast our votes based on what the people who elected me want me to do. So there's no more basic thing than a vote. And yes, it's an indirect way to elect the president. Um, And we've seen time after time after time where the populist vote goes to the the presidential candidate that got the popular vote, but lost the electoral vote. That was not an anomaly, you know, when Hillary Clinton got 3 million more votes than Trump, but lost the election. That's happened several times throughout our history. And that's part of the beauty of our democracy. You know? Which is what exactly? I completely zoned out. Well, again, as it exists today, as it exists today, that there is a tie between the popular vote and the electoral college, because in most states we vote for those electoral representatives. Um, so that's the, the, the tie. The, and the fact that we have term limits, four-year term limits. It's only twice as long as a congressman. You know, they have two-year limits. So the, the worst-case scenario, four years, and, and you, you, you get a referendum. You might not get a new president, but you get a chance at saying, hey, you're out. Until our electoral college is changed, until those laws are changed, that's what we have to work with. And if we want them changed, then we need to start at the grassroots level, which does require voting and requires, you know, putting together a movement of people that can get to your state and ultimately federal representatives that can force Mitch McConnell to put a bill forth that we're going to do away with the Electoral College. And that would take a constitutional amendment, which is very difficult to do. We've only, I think, had 27 in 250 years. So what about this? How do we, because right now the mission is to appeal to all the voters out there. How do we get, see what I'm thinking is, is there a way where we can just demask this fucking hard left hard right whatever these stupid fucking names of these people that we're referring to these groups how do we just go down to the very core of each individual and get them to stop looking at everything as a stereotype and start to look at everybody in a humanistic way how do we get that and how do we get that to be the benefit for everyone 
rather than going after what whatever the fuck we're going about right now how do we establish that that, that that's that's the big circle because again unity our country was so divided four years ago. I mean, it's even worse now. But four years ago, we needed a leader that could unify the country. From day one, 45, hate to keep coming back, but I mean, a fact is fact. If you listen historically to the way 45 has discussed things, he's never tried because he knows he can't change the people that don't like him. But he's never even attempted to say, hey, you may not like me. You may not like the people that support me. But we got to work together. we got to work together to get through this thing. He's divided. Because from his day one, he said they, they, the Democrats, the whole thing that's so terrible about the pandemic are run by Democrat governors and Democrat mayors. Well, one of the reasons is... Because that's where all the population, the biggest portion of our populations are centered in California, New York, Texas, Florida, Illinois, Georgia. Yeah, well, and, you know, people are smart, so they elect smart leaders. You know, readers that do read, readers that don't watch Hannity, leaders that don't watch Hannity. You know, they actually get their news from their briefings from their people every day. You know, people, civil servants that are... Everybody has bias, but civil servants know how to put their bias at the doorstep when they check into the office. A police officer that's biased against a race, a good one, knows how to put his bias in his pocket, you know, so he's not going to let that affect his split-second decisions in firing seven shots into the back of somebody just because they're the race he doesn't like. That's what a good cop does. That's what a good leader does is unify learn to put their bias aside in order so that they can do their job. Every judge in this country is supposed to be fair and impartial, but every judge in this country has bias. What they do, <clears throat> good judges, put their bias in their pocket when they walk up on the bench. So and this is a job. huge thing that you brought up that I'm curious about, just to get your opinion and to spread it across our listeners, is the fact with law enforcement and what they're facing today what do you think could solve today's issue with how we perceive law enforcement right now accountability 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 because if we look at the cases we know about uh where alleged police brutality or excessive force may have been used the, the problem is, it, it, it's like so much in this country, Greg, in that, you know, lawyers can work and negotiate with lawyers because they're all in the same club. Police officers work with and negotiate with police officers because they're in the same club. We all know that if a police officer is going 45 and a 35 and gets pulled over by a police officer, and that police officer that was speeding was off duty, and when the officer approaches and says, hey, can I have your driver's license and insurance? And the dude pulls out his, those things and also his little badge. He goes, oh, fuck, you're, you know, on, uh, you know, precinct 13. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, you, hey, listen, you know, you were going a little fast. Go on. We'll see you later. 
If it happens to you or me, we don't get that. We're not in that club. Yes, that is exactly right. However, I mean, I've done four ride-alongs in different parts of the of the U.S. in Colorado Springs, in Texas, in Missouri, in Kansas, and I've asked different police officers that question. And Colorado, yes. Texas, yes. Kansas. No, they will fucking write you a ticket. They don't matter because you set the example. So I believe that is just a stereotype in itself to think that that's what we think. And then the problem is that if we think that and it gets shared out there, then now we're altering what is already being perceived. And now when police officers hear that, well, fuck, now I have to write all my buddies a tickets because if we were to look at the... the shouldn't they? If we were to Shouldn't look, you write them a ticket if they broke the law. This is true. Yes, this okay. is very true. But then, but why is he running home? What if he He's has running. to get home to his wife or his stepdaughter or some? Somehow he needs to be home, and there's some bullshit that's going on that he just can't seem to handle. Yeah, it, it, there, it, 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 it's no bullshit. And again, every officer doesn't do it every time. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. But my point is, getting back to the accountability. Yes. The the police investigate police differently than they investigate citizens that aren't police. It's just, that's a fact. Yes. You know, I mean, they, know they've already that, been investigated. No, they haven't. Not well, for that particular issue. Prior. Pri- well, for prior, because I've applied through a couple of law enforcement positions was the reason why. And you have to go through so many different levels of background investigation. What I'm talking about is when you're charged with a crime as a police officer. Mm -hmm. Okay. That investigation of your alleged crime is conducted much differently than if you were a Joe Blow citizen. That's first of all, the police. First of all, the police have a union, and their union steward represents mm-hmm. them. And there's certain protocols that police operate differently mm-hmm. than citizens, and rightfully so in certain circumstances. All I'm saying is, when you ask me a question, my opinion is that the biggest missing ingredient mm-hmm. is accountability. Yes, because again, if you were suspected of firing seven shots into your neighbor's back and causing them either death or severe injury, mm-hmm. okay, you would immediately be taken into custody and charged within 24 hours. Yes. You can't be held in custody in most states more than 48 hours. Many states only 24. So they must charge you within 24 hours and give you bail. So, But I'm still caught up let me, in this. Let me finish the thought here because this sure. is really important. Sure. So at, at that point... You as a citizen, I as a citizen, when we fire our seven shots into our neighbor, because what doesn't matter why, even if it's in self-defense and 85 people saw it, we're going to be taken in, immediately taken into custody and have to see a magistrate in 24 to 48 hours. Why doesn't that happen with police officers? It hasn't. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's fact. You know, so the, the prosecutors the prosecutors say, well, I'm not going to charge the officer in this situation because I haven't looked at all the facts. Well, they charged my neighbor for shooting me seven times in the back without looking at all the facts. And then that's what the actual trial in, in maybe a grand jury takes that charge and determines if there was probable cause. And then what they do is issue an 
indictment, and then the criminal process starts. Not There's with too many laws. petty laws. Pardon me? There's too many petty laws oh, I agree. to but, define but, what's self-defense, what's not, and what's actually not criminal. justice. That's what all this rigmarole is about, you know, I'm, with the peaceful protests and the violent protests. Well, I think it just – I've been talking about this with another individual, and it comes down to we need to remove a shit ton of laws that are actually in play. I, I don't know if we do or not or if we need to make new ones, you know. Adapt to the environment, I would say. As far as, of course, what we're looking into is what's been founded by our, forth- our forefathers. But with today, context and perception is the new problem. And I believe it's just we need to just we need a straightforward answer. Yes or no. Don't touch it or touch it. If it's yours, it's yours. If it's not yours, fuck off. And then an outgroup with the law enforcement, there's... I, I can understand your the passion of why they aren't being held accountable because you were treated this way and they were treated that way. But would you, if you were in their shoes, would you be the same way or would you want to be held at the most accountable level for your actions? It's a great question. So the, in, in, I have to answer it in, in this way. Number one, sure. if if you're operating under your oath as a law enforcement agency, mm-hmm. agent, if I will, if you will, if you operate under that oath that you take to preserve and protect and obey all the laws and do this impartially, if you operate under that way and you get yourself in a situation where you fire your your pistol, and I think every jurisdiction says when there's a police involved shooting, they must investigate. Okay. But what they don't do and what they are not required to do is equal, is equal justice as if you were a citizen. Okay. There, there's no swift justice when police officers are involved. Now, do I want them to have full range of thinking about what to do in a split act, split section, split second that can affect lives and destroy property or life, mm-hmm. absolutely. They should always operate based on their training, experience, awareness, and what's going on in this situation and react as they would any time. And if the way they reacted caused death or injury to the suspect, if you will, or an innocent bystander, they must be investigated like any other person to determine if, in fact, they acted within the scope of their, you know, their law enforcement oath, if you will. And if they did, great. But you can't sit there. You know, it took them nine months to really take a look at what happened with, for example, Brianna Taylor. You know, no no charges happened except with one guy after nine months. But if it were you or me that walked in somebody's apartment for no reason and killed them, we would immediately be jailed, would immediately be charged, and within a short period of time, be indicted and then tried. It took nine months to charge one guy. Mm-hmm. And that's because there is different ways we investigate law enforcement people because they're in the club. They're in the club with the prosecutor. They're in the club with other officers. And I'm not saying anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want the police officers 
to feel that they're muzzled or, 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 you know, restricted in any way. The good police officers make good decisions every day. The guys that act not as they should, and it happens very, very infrequently. But when it does, it's a big deal. And when it does, that we hear about that. We don't hear about all the good decisions law officers make, law enforcement people make. We just hear about the bad ones. Of course. That's, we don't take that into consideration why they're actually called to the scene. It's not to get congratulated for their great work. It's to actually get called in to deal with an issue. But a lot of times, not issues that are, are, are law issues. It could be a domestic issue. This, that is very true. Okay. That's what why. you're telling me, as far as the issue at hand, I mean, I came down to three different solutions. Three, just three answers to make one solution from this big problem. It's their oath. I know as a sergeant in the military, I had to remember, rehearse a creed. Mm-hmm. I had to have it forwards, backwards, two pages. And I can still do it to this day. And that's what makes my mindset relevant as I apply that. And their training, it, it, it shows that they have fantastic weapons training, maybe, maybe not. But what about their humanistic training, their humanistic skills, social psychology, sociology, and then different ways. What is that? Different ways? Oh, so within the law itself and how we treat them differently than how we treat civilians is the fact that there's loopholes in the system that they know because that's what they do. That means that we need to adapt and remove shit that doesn't need to be there anymore. And do that at the grass level, which requires ultimately voting. Pulling the lever at the ballot box. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we change. That's how in this country, right, wrong, or indifferent, and until it's changed, until it's changed, that's how we create change. That in, in civil disobedience, not violence, protests, peaceful protests, free speech, free elections. These are the ways that our country is different than every other country in the world. And as much as you hear me whine and complain about You've been listening to your transformation station. Rediscovering your true identity and purpose on this planet. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Join us weekly on Monday for the YTS Challenge. And bi-weekly on Wednesday for the exclusive interviews at 8 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at YTS The Podcast. We'll be back soon. Until then, this is your Transformation Station, signing off.